Chapter twenty five of From Tangier to Tripoli by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Tripoli. I write these notes in the city of Tripoli, long the capital of that one of the old Barbary states which lies between Tunisia and Egypt on the Mediterranean Sea. I came here from Sfax, passing around the Gulf of Gabes and skirting the Libyan desert the greater part of the way our boat was a little italian steamer sailing from genoa to tunis and then going on to tripoli and back to naples via sicily and malta we came to anchor in tripoli harbor this morning and were brought ashore by boatmen as fierce-looking as the pirates who fought here against our american soldiers over one hundred years ago it was in this harbor that uncle sam had his first big naval engagement after the conclusion of the war which made him independent of great britain this town was then a great piratical stronghold it levied its tribute on all the ships of the mediterranean and its soldiers not infrequently captured christians and either held them for ransom or kept them in slavery they had committed outrages upon our shipping during the last days of john adams presidency so in eighteen o one we formally declared war sending commodore decatur across the atlantic and through the mediterranean to punish the pirates decatur recaptured and burned the american frigate philadelphia in the harbor here in february eighteen o four thus teaching these semi-savages that even though they took their toll from the nations of europe our own little republic across the atlantic must be left alone it was the same decatur who later on put the day of algiers in his place tripoli or libya is for the most part nothing but sand it is as long as from new york to detroit as wide as from philadelphia to buffalo and contains altogether an area nearly ten times that of the state of ohio the only cultivated portions are a narrow strip of land along the mediterranean sea and the oases scattered here and there through the desert of libya the population is about six millions the foreign trade of the country is with the sudan and europe tripoli is the chief starting point for the caravans crossing the sahara there are half a dozen routes over the desert from here to the rich lands of central africa and great quantities of ivory ostrich feathers and skins are brought to tripoli on camels from those regions the trip takes several months the caravans used to include in their freight female slaves for the barbary harems millions of them have been thus carried over the desert and vast numbers have been sent from tripoli to tunisia and turkey the caravan routes are lined with the bones of slaves who died on the way the city of tripoli lies in the libyan desert on the edge of the mediterranean sea it is not an oasis of mud houses surrounded by mud walls such as i have described in previous chapters on the sahara but is a great desert city of seventy thousand inhabitants with great white buildings and walls of stone approached from the sea the town looks like a mighty fortification it is built upon a sloping peninsula the houses running around a beautiful bay guarded by rocky islands which rise like sentinels out of the blue mediterranean at one end of the bay is a huge fortification and at the other is the kasbah a fortified castle containing the government offices between these two 
inside the horns of the crescent are white buildings mixed here and there with structures of green blue and rose pink which rise almost straight from the water and form a great bow with the forts at the end behind are other buildings of three and four stories while over them all may be seen the tall minarets of the mosques with green caps on their tops the houses are of arabic architecture and when one climbs to the highest roofs as i did today he sees that each house is built about a little court the walls facing which are painted bright blue as i stood on the housetop all tripoli lay below me it looked like a jumble of great goods boxes cast by the hands of the gods down into the midst of the desert there are few trees in the town at the right facing the sea some distance away is an oasis of date palms but on the other side as far as the eye can reach there is nothing but the bare yellow sand of the desert of libya let us go down into the city itself and take a walk through the streets the time is midday and the sun blazes like a furnace in this tropical sky of the desert when we reach the open spaces it dazzles our eyes as the white buildings about us catch the rays and throw them back in an almost blinding glare but in the chief streets there is no sun at all for tripoli is a city of caverns most of the streets are either covered with matting or boards or are actually built over like great vaults and lighted here and there by holes in the roofs it is like going through half-lighted tunnels and we might wander about for hours bareheaded without fear of the sun this is true especially in the business sections the bazaars consist of streets ten or fifteen feet wide with white vaulted roofs the light coming through holes each of which is about a foot square now and then there will be a break in these roofs making a short open space where the sun shines but after that the vaults begin again so that one may keep under cover through almost the whole town the business streets are paved with stone while along the walls of the houses run ledges about three feet high upon which the shops face and where the customers sit as they haggle the chief shopping section of tripoli consists of a mighty grape arbor here the street is roofed over with a lattice work upon which grapevines have been trained their cool green leaves tempering the rays of the burning sun this street is lined with shops some of which are about fifteen feet square such shops are considered great business establishments and their turbaned owners are among the nabobs of the city the average store is not as wide or as long as a library table while many are so small that the merchant within could not ask a friend to enter without moving his goods there are very few streets through which wheeled vehicles can go and some will not admit even donkeys or camels most of the freight is carried by porters who go about with great loads on their backs or heads in the wider streets little donkeys are the chief beasts of burden with camels carrying the heavier cargoes one of the most interesting features of tripoli is connected with its water supply which comes entirely from wells in or near the city some of it is carried in goatskins on the backs of men some of it in clay jars on the heads of women and a great deal in barrels on the humps of camels the camels kneel down by the wells while the barrels are filled each camel carries two barrels at a load one on each side of its hump 
and on the horn of the saddle is hung the measuring tub turned upside down the water is sold at so much per tub and the camel owner has his regular customers to whom he furnishes their daily supply the only modern thing i have seen in tripoli is the american sewing machine which is used in the street of the tailors as is the usual oriental custom every business here has its own section and one long street is filled with tailors sitting cross-legged on the floors of their little cubbyhole shops as they sew some of them use hand machines placed on little tables beside them but some have table machines of a well-known american make when the full-sized machine is used it takes up half the shop nevertheless i have seen more than a score of such machines in action they are all exported by one company which sells its machines everywhere over the world notwithstanding the fact that we have equally good makes that are never seen abroad let us take a walk through the bazaars and observe these ex-pirates at work they are a busy people and have many manufactures although everything is turned out by hand for instance here is the bazaar of the jewelers it consists of a street walled on both sides with little rooms not much bigger than an upright piano in the center of every room there is a tiny furnace kept going with a bellows worked by a boy here is one in which a long-gowned dark-faced arab holds a pot of molten silver over the fire when he takes it off he casts the metal into bracelets and anklets in the next shop a turbaned man sits flat on the floor pounding a gold bar into earrings as big around as a saucer while over the way are smiths making silver anklets each of which will weigh several pounds in the bazaar of the shoemakers i saw scores of cobblers at work upon slippers the arab gets along without shoestrings or shoe buttons the shoe shops are small and yet the ordinary cobbler often has three or four boys sitting cross-legged working away beside him tripoli makes a great deal of cloth there are streets filled with weavers where men are at work on hand looms in just about the same way that they worked in the time of mohammed the city is the minneapolis of this country and its roller patent process of making flour is a curious sight to an american its many mills are worked day in and day out the year through each mill looks more like a stable than anything else and indeed it is often stable and mill combined in the center of the place are two great stones as big around as a cartwheel and about two feet in thickness there is a hopper above the top stone from which the wheat pours down into a hole in that stone and is ground as the two stones move about one on the other the power is a shambling camel hitched to a long bar that moves the top stone the camel has over his eyes two cups of closely woven basket work as big around as saucers so that he plods around blindfolded in addition to this kind of grinding a great deal of flour is made with hand stones kept in motion by woman power this is the custom in most of the oases the grain being ground from day to day as it is needed another tripolitan institution through which many families combine to cheapen their food is the town baker as in tangier this man is to be found in most of the streets of tripoli the butcher and the candlestick maker too have shops in tripoli 
the chief light of the dwellings still comes from candles and there is a regular business of making candles for the trade they are usually sold by the perfumers the butchers are even more interesting i spent some time the other day in a big meat market just inside the city walls the chief meat sold are mutton and camel flesh each of which has its own department and its own butchers the market is held out of doors and the killing and selling are done on the same spot i saw men slaughtering sheep and skinning them while their customers waited for the still smoking flesh and beside them their fellows were cutting up other carcasses and weighing them preparatory to selling the tripoli mutton is fine it is tender and fat and the carcasses have great flaps of fat at the tails the barbary sheep have tails made of nothing but fat they hang down like great aprons over their rumps a single tail sometimes weighing fifteen pounds much of the mutton sold in the market is decorated with gold paper to catch the eyes of customers while some is sprinkled with black and white seeds a little farther on was the camel market here the meat was also decorated with gilt paper but as it came from old and broken-down camels it was tough and jaw-breaking and brought much less than the mutton leaving the meat market i visited a place where men were selling perfumery in little bottles about as big as one's thumb they sat on the ground with their tables before them and weighed out the scents at so much per ounce close by i saw several arabs peddling second-hand weapons most of the guns were of the old flintlock variety some beautifully inlaid with gold silver and ivory the flintlock gun is still in use here and even the flints are sold in some of the shops flints are shown for sale side by side with cast bullets and cast shot end of chapter twenty five